Hi there, everybody, and welcome to our second uh, episode of season two of Somebody Save Us. I am your new host, Ashley, and here with me, of course, is uh, is your old host. It's Paul, your old host. <laughs> the old, the old <laughs> host. The fresh one old is coming dusty. in. Yeah, that's right. The fresh one's coming in, doing the intro for just for today, though, just for today. Yeah. <sighs> so, um. So, Paul, it is interesting how we're watching this episode about a heat wave going through Smallville as we cover the episode Heat. Uh, and it mm-hmm. is currently uh, like 35 degrees outside at about 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. It's a little little closer to 9 now, but, uh, you know, um, it's, it's hot and it's going to be hot for probably the whole weekend <laughs> oh god i know it's just gonna be so sweltering i feel so bad for for like you and for anyone else who doesn't have like either a a basement because that's where i am right now i'm in the basement of my house trying to stay cool um or air conditioning so i'm so sorry that you have yeah. to suffer Eh, i'll live okay good it's, uh it's it's temporary that's right yeah it'll break eventually yeah. so it is what it is yeah and we we only get like and we only get like three weeks of summer in Alberta anyway, so it's probably best to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Are you going to like take your kids out today and, and uh, take them like anywhere with like cold water? Yeah, I thought about going to a spray park or I was going to look at uh, the Heritage Days site and see if they've got one of those like mist tents. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's Heritage Days this weekend. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Um, Only local people will know what we're talking about. But. Yeah, that's true. It's a <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyway, so let's just get right into the episode then. Let's stop talking about yeah, local yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. so, um, so episode two, Heat. Um, definitely the episode of just the constant underlying awkward teenage sex jokes. Yep. At all, at all times. <laughs> It's an um, after-school special. It is. <laughs> um, but sexy. But very sexy. Oh, my goodness gracious, this freaking teacher, man. All right, so so we cut in with... <clears throat> it's been three months since the tornado incident happened because you get Clark and fucking Chloe, of course, fucking Chloe, uh, coming in, you know, right off the bat, and she's been gone for an, an internship at the Daily Planet for, like, three months or whatever. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> now I know that, like, we're only into episode two, but I already find her ridiculous passive aggressiveness towards Clark and, like, their decision to not be romantically involved. It's so tedious. I'm, I just want her to shut up. Like, honestly, I just want her to shut up. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i mean so even before she shows up on the scene there's that scene where lana is making that video for whitney and mm-hmm. clark is kind of bumbling his way through it and being like oh i bet it's pretty hot over there <laughs> uh, and then pete shows up and kind of does like basically pulls his ass out of the fire and does a better job of like saying what's going around in the school kind of recaps uh, what's going on says that the football team sucks without him and yeah. all this other stuff. And then, yeah, like Chloe uh, also sort of just like drops on Clark that she, uh, you know, Clark's like, Oh, I really can't wait to hear everything that happened. And she's like, Oh, I had this steamy fling with this hot intern. <laughs> Made me forget all about Smallville Clark. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Chloe. God damn it. Fucking Chloe. <laughs> yeah. And like, she, uh, and like like you said, she's like throwing things back in his face and being passive aggressive. Like she, he's like, I really missed you, and she's like, Yeah, I could really tell from your voluminous emails. Okay, and like, how dare she? Clark lives on a farm. Okay, like, do you remember like our friends who used to live out on farms and like the quality yeah. of their internet? It was almost non-existent. Yeah. People back in the day. Yeah, yeah, it was <laughs> dial-up. Or if they were rich, they had maybe DSL. Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. But they had to have that big ass satellite in their freaking backyard. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Oh god, yeah. Freaking fuck, Chloe. I hate her so much. I'm sorry. I hate her. I hate her so much. <laughs> I have more complaining to do about her later. But uh, but let's cue to like the 
of course, the quote unquote best part about the whole show, which is hot teacher. <laughs> hot yeah. teacher Desiree shows up. <laughs> yeah, like they're uh, so they walk in the classroom and Pete's like, uh, I, like he's heard about this because he has older brothers who have dealt with this in the past. And like he's like, oh, we're going to have this like our ancient biology teacher is going to drag out this film strip and it's going to be awkward and crappy. And then like hot in here starts playing. (laughs) (laughs) Vandelli. Yeah. And Desiree uh, comes in and I don't know uh, if uh, teachers are allowed to wear something that short. I was, okay, that was one of my notes. Honestly, like when she bends over to freaking pull the screen down, I was like, no effing way. No principal in their right mind would allow this teacher coming in dressed like that. Absolutely not. Like, it is so, like, it is so teenage boy wet dream. And also, what kind of like, because what grade are they supposed to be in? They're supposed to be in like 12th grade, are they not now? No, this is so like, I think last year, season uh, season one would have been their freshman year. Uh, and so, if I'm not mistaken, I believe the way it works, it's, it's freshman, junior, mm-hmm. sophomore, and then senior. Wait, okay, so hang on. So technically, like last season, they were all in like the ninth grade. I think, I think that's how that works. These like 30-year-old fucking actors are trying to pull off ninth grade. Oh my god. Okay, but either way, either way, when were we still taking sex ed, ed in the 10th grade? I'm pretty sure by the 10th grade you're supposed to understand how everything works. Yeah, I mean, this is Kansas though, so I they uh, they might be a little behind. That's true, maybe. Times. Maybe. Yeah. And and the absolute like best part is they don't even like show people. It's the most it's the weirdest sex ed movie Lions. I've ever seen. <laughs> It's all about animals just getting it on the whole time. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, basically, Uh she shows a video of all these, like, animals totally boning. And then... And then Clark keeps turning his head to watch the teacher who's glistening, like, everywhere. Her legs legs are just too distracting for him. Like, you can almost see the film strip in her legs. Yeah, yeah. And it clo- it closes up on like her uh, like her cleavage and like how the sweat is kind of like starting to trickle down and then she's like trying to tell Clark like look away but he keeps looking back I'm like no student freaking does that like that inconspicuously yeah. or conspicuously whatever like he's oh, just my so but you got to remember so this is one of those times where I'm thinking about Clark has his region at this point is he just looking at her fully naked. Well, like, but he can, is, I don't he know. Can he just can just look through her clothes. He, I, he can. He, can. he can. Oh, he can. He can control like the intensity of his X-ray vision. To <laughs> he know just, he's like, oh, let me, let me, let me get a look at those bones. <laughs> so sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he only has two. F- at this point, it's so unsubtle. He could either just see normally or just skeletons. Yeah, just the bone zone. <laughs> Well, you know, at least you'll know that she doesn't have osteoporosis, so she's down to she's down to clown. You know what I mean? He won't yeah, break her in half. Yeah. So <laughs> the so actually, it's funny because like I remember so back when this first very first aired, being a young young man, a young mm-hmm. man, yeah, um, uh, there was like sort of like a recognition of like I've seen her in things, and she had been in like some like cheesy slasher flicks and like like made for tv movies but she used to also be in like a softcore porn series called emmanuel in space what okay i need to okay hold on i need to see this (laughs) so if you actually do if you actually do need to use uh x-ray vision uh you can uh that's just a psa uh, okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that I did because I didn't need to because I already saw those when I was that young man. <laughs> that was just like, oh, it's softcore porn. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. So Emmanuel in space, it's a collection. So yeah. Krista Allen, Emmanuel in space. So the complete collection includes there's a seven pack DVD set. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you is it in your cart? Actually, you put it in your cart. <laughs> no, I just download it for free nowadays. Come on, we don't have to buy this oh, stuff geez. anymore. Oh, <laughs> First contact, a world of desire, a lesson in love, concealed fantasy, a time to dream. One last fling, the meaning of love. I am a hundred percent gonna watch one of these. I have to know what happens in this show. I can't even. <laughs> I have to watch it. I I remember it being extremely hard to watch, except for certain parts <laughs> that were very easy to watch. Of course, absolutely. All right. Well, I'll just um, make sure I skip to the good bits. Okay. Anyways, back to yes, Smallville. Yes. <laughs> back. <laughs> it's like a record scratch back to the show yeah let's um, focus here yeah but so clark is like looking at her and after he gets like admonished at staring chloe has also caught him staring because she is also not paying attention and yeah. is looking at him looking at her and rolls her eyes yes uh and then clark kind of looks forward and he's like blinking like he's like got something in his eye and then next thing you know boom heat vision and he sets the screen on fire Ba-bam. Yeah, and every, everybody's running out of the room, and it's like kind of like a panicked episode, and it kind of, we get like that push in on his face, and then it goes to the credits. That's right. Now, thank God that Clark was raised to be as wholesome as he is, because like, could you imagine if, you know, he had a girlfriend, and they were totally just getting all hot and heavy, and then all of a sudden the just heat vision happens, <laughs> it just like burns her head off, like this explodes her. Jesus Christ. It goes Homelander on her. Yeah, exactly. We should be happy that he's just pervy in the classroom and not pervy for everybody else. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, cute. Raised by the Kents. Yeah. (laughs) So, you're right. Cue the credits. And um, they're still. So, okay. The the episodes that I'm watching, the credits, I don't get to see them. So, like, did did anyone. Did anything change in the credits this episode, Paul? No, I think, so I think, and I could be wrong about this because I haven't done very thorough research on it, but I think as the seasons go on, they change once at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. and then that's it. For the whole season, it'll be the same credits. Oh, okay, okay. Um, except for, I think, right at the start, after the credits, you will always get who the guest stars are. Oh, okay. Um, just in, like, the lower part of the screen and who wrote the episode and stuff like that. But, okay. um, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah. Gotcha. So we, when we come back, we're in the parking lot outside the school. Yes. And Lex showing up, of course, being Richie, Rich Lex, no consideration for, like, the fire crews and the emergency happening. Parks right next to the fucking fire truck. <laughs> It's like ridiculous car. Like, you know, most most normal people would use a parking lot or be far away from emergency vehicles. But not Lex Luthor. No, no, no. He'll come up and park right next to those freaking firemen and just interrupt their job. (sighs) This is, again, like, I know, and Lex is particularly unhinged in this episode, but this is before we even really know about how unhinged he is getting. Yeah. Um, Yeah. it's so funny because he gets out of his car and he's like, I came as soon as I could. And Le- and Clark turns to be like, oh, yeah, like like it's about him. And Lex just like basically shoves him out of the way <laughs> and runs to Krista. Move, bitch. Krista to Desiree. To Desiree. Yeah. And but like from the it's so insane because from the from, it's about one minute after we learn that. Lex and Desiree are engaged to be married that Lex hands Clark an invitation to the wedding (laughs) that is happening uh, later that day. (laughs) Oh my God. And, and the cherry on top. So again, like 25 year old Lex who's inviting high school children (laughs) to his his wedding. (laughs) And he tells Clark, I want you to be my best man. 10th grade, like (laughs) technically like 14 year old clark kent be be my best his best boy his best boy (laughs) oh my god it's so funny like honestly the the fact that like these two according to lex uh, of all people because lex is always the one saying like oh you're like my best friend clark like i would trust my life with you and all this crap and yet like how little they know about each other like even just the most minute 
monotonous shit. So obviously, like, Clark has probably not really seen Lex for, like, the entire summer. And you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it, it's just... It, it just floors me every time they talk about how they're besties, but they're like just so on the opposite side of that. It's just, yeah, just makes it very weird. It's the weirdest friendship I've ever seen. It is weird. And like the number of times where they're just like, Clark is like, he's my best friend. I'm not going to let you do this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Clark, you haven't seen the dude in months. You didn't even know he was seeing anyone, let alone getting married. Yeah. And, Man, it's it's wild. But like so right after this scene, like after like Clark's puzzled face into like the ch- scene change, mm-hmm. it's like a mansion scene where like we see like a prenup and like yeah. he's going to get her to sus- sign it. She's like, "Do we really need to do this right now?" And then she like uses her like misty breath on uh on her on, to on di- him to yeah. just like yeah basically get him under under her influence so you find out essentially um that she's like what the cw would call nowadays a meta she's like a meta human and um so again from me not like watching the first season in so long i totally forget yeah. like how the meteor shower basically makes all of these like meta humans from smallville like because they keep popping up like there's eventually like once in a while there's always like a villain and and they got altered because of the of the meteor so it just very much reminds me of like you know in the flash when they're uh the particle accelerator or whatever the hell they have and it explodes yeah. right and makes yeah. all the metahumans makes the flash blah 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 blah. so it's essentially yeah. like the same formula right it is it is exactly the same formula and like a lot of times the how the meteor rock interacted with a person to give them powers is a really big stretch yeah like very (laughs) like very implausible okay but uh yeah we'll find out how she got hers later in the episode yes but uh for now all we all we need to understand from this scene is that she can control lex at least Mm -hmm. just simply by breathing on him yes Uh, and so he tears up that prenup like nobody's business. And it's just like forget like it. Business. Rip up this prenup. Let's go have sex. <laughs> yeah. And then off they go. <laughs> Speaking of sexy. Oh my god. We uh, we now head to the farm. Yeah, where, we do. Uh, <laughs> where sweaty Daddy where Jonathan... Kent freaking comes in. <laughs> oh, Daddy. And Martha's like, and Martha's like, why don't we have AC? And he's like, to make me sweatier for you, Martha. Like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, he, like, clears off the kitchen island and they're just going at it. Clark walks in. It's awkward. (laughs) Oh my god. That's not really what happened. But Clark does show up and he, like, like, it's so strange. Like, you'd figure the school would be, like, on the phone being like, hey, uh, yeah, there was a fire at the school. Like, they didn't hear about this <laughs> until he tells them about it. It didn't even make the news. Like, how, like how would... It's such a small town. So, like, I'm surprised that, like, local news crews weren't there, like, immediately, like, to record... This. Given the amount of crap that happens in town, things have to get to a pretty high level of escalation before <laughs> anybody even blinks an eye. I guess that's Like, true. a truck explodes in the middle of a street. They're like, huh. Eh. <laughs> Just another Friday. It's fine. Yeah. But it's so funny because like they he Clark walks in and tells them what happened at school and he mm-hmm. is just explaining what happened. Uh it kind of seems like this is like the first time they are ever having the talk with their 35-year-old son. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's so weird. So I was like earlier in the episode when we were talking about like what grade they're in and all this other stuff, it makes me sort of doubt myself because now I'm thinking back to season one episodes where they were driving and stuff like that. So they had to have been in 10th grade in season one. And so I assume 11th grade, but again, I have no idea how school works in the States. Like they, they either have like four grades in in their like high school like as i know senior there's like a senior and sophomore uh-huh. and i don't know if junior and freshman are the same thing or whatever but any that's besides the point 
Either way, it's still very, very late in Clark's life to, like, be this... Well, I mean, I guess he's a teenager. Teenagers are always awkward about sexual stuff, like, around their parents. But you're right. It makes it feel like they've not had the talk with him. Which I'm kind of like, this is kind of silly. And it's... (laughs) Like, when they're trying to explain, when he's trying to explain to them what happens, and they're like, well, what were you thinking about? What were you doing beforehand? And he's like, oh, I was totally just undressing my teacher, like, with my eyes. You know, no big deal, mom and dad. It's totally fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was just uh, perving. Yeah, just perving. You know, as I do. As teenage boys tend to um, do. <laughs> but so, like, they, they're discussing how he should hang around the house and maybe not go anywhere until... Uh, after they've got this sorted out, but he's like, oh yeah, also, and hands Martha the wedding invita- invitation, and she's just like, a ba-ba? A rich, a rich, like, socialite businessman just getting married on a whim? Like, no, no rich person ever does that. No celebrity's ever done that before. <laughs> and then, like, this is, like, I would say the next scene where it, we, we open on, like, the champagne cork being popped. Mm-hmm can't be more than three hours later (laughs) and everybody like the venue's all done up and okay by the way why did they have during like this intense rolling heat wave why lex luther of all people want to have his freaking wedding outside like don't you think that he's rich enough he'd be like let's go to this huge freaking event hall make it glitter with freaking diamond curtains and so that at least we could have some goddamn ac up in this bitch like and like, again, why does he invite the entire high school to his freaking wedding? <laughs> like, Chloe's there. <sighs> Lana's there. I'm sure, like, Pete's there off in the distance somewhere. Like, it, I, it's just the whole dynamic. It's still I know it's meant for, like, you know, there, there's a reasoning to all of it. And it makes the story and it makes the show. But the whole dynamic of the friendship still just baffles me. It just baffles me. It, the scene does not hold together under even the slightest bit of scrutiny. No, <laughs> it doesn't. Absolutely <laughs> you not. You just, you're meant to watch it and be like, oh, look how good everybody looks. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like Clark kind of like notices Chloe for kind of that reason. Like he goes over and like, is like, hey, uh, wants to try to try to like make sure everything is okay because of how she was acting yeah. before. And she's like slightly more amenable to like you know being like yeah okay let's just bury it kind of thing and talks about how or (laughs) actually how she phrases it is that everything is hunky-dory yeah it's hunky-dory it's totally fine (laughs) and then he's clark's like now i know now (laughs) i know everything's not okay because only my father speaks like that yeah (laughs) okay daddy kent can say whatever he wants whenever he wants okay so shut up clark Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> emphasis on a hunky. Oh, uh, so hunky. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then you get more because he goes off and then he talks with Lex after Chloe's just like, F you, Clark. Like, I'm dry as a desert yeah. in here. And then yeah. goes and talks to Lex and they're talking about love and like, oh, I've only known her for like a week. So again, it just gets more like red flaggy, like the further yeah. into the conversation you go. And then... You know, you have Clark being like, but how could you know, like, so quickly? And he's like, well, when you know, you know. And then, again, like, you cut to Lana, who's, like, this wholesome little, like, sex kitten, you know, in the in the show. And she's wearing this low-cut yeah. dress. And the, the, the shoot, the shot that they pick is, again, like, it's that typical, like, softcore porny where she's, like, sweaty. And she's got her hand, like, brushing the sweat, like, off of her exposed chest. Like, I'm just like, oh, my God, yeah. Smallville. Just everybody, like, <laughs> have your big town orgy and just get it over with. Good Lord. They really, they really missed it, everybody up. They did. Week. Very much so. Very, very much so. I think we go to the talent after that. It's like, yes. uh... Uh, Clark is recording his video to Whitney and then accidentally like in front of Lana is like, and I remember what we talked about. Don't worry. (laughs) And then has to tell her what it was. And she's like, you can tell by the look on her face that she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And then again, like they, she, you know, she starts going off about how, how hard a long distance relationship is and like, you know, oh, it's been really tough for these last couple months and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then 
like again, Clark is just like hormones a freaking raging here, and then he like burns down the coffee shop almost like. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because she like is sitting next to him, and like they're drinking their iced coffees, and she's like, "God, do you think we could ever let our passions free?" And like looks at him, and like almost leans toward him, and he's just like, "Oh, yeah. gets up and like burn." Like first of all, he burns the. Uh, <laughs> the fucking coffee machine. He prematurely eye lasers, okay? Prematurely yeah. eye lasers. <laughs> Look, even even pre-eye laser can kill you. It's right. Oh my god. Yeah, it's um th- it, again, it's just a constant teenage wet dream of of jokes and and everything. So yeah, it was kind of it's kind of funny to watch that happen. I just rolled my eyes. It was very funny. <laughs> so and then like the very next scene is just like uh like Clark is in the barn pouting because he's like I'm not going to school I'm going to burn the, everything to the ground mm-hmm. and uh Jonathan Kent's just sort of like well let's let's figure this out let's get out in the field and and his advice is in order to find the off switch you need to find the on switch Yes yeah and uh he he <laughs> he knows from what he speaks yes he knows how to find the on switch oh gross okay that makes it sound like daddy ken's gonna find clark's on switch ah well in a, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, but like actually that's really funny because like as like a little less conversation is playing in the background like <laughs> he's like standing next to clark well what were you thinking about when uh, when you first had it and it has his hand on his shoulder and then clark's like uh dad i could i need I can't, I can't get it up while you are standing here. <laughs> oh my God. It is. It's so freaking awkward. It's just, it's so ridiculous. It, but that, that scene was probably the funniest scene in like the entire episode. It's so yeah, funny. It's very, very comedic feel and very on purpose. Yes. Like you see, there's that shot right at the end of it where like Clark is standing in the far background and like the... Uh, the scarecrow bursts into flames, and then like uh, like Jonathan looks over his shoulder and is just kind of grinning. Yeah. <laughs> and then Clark smokes a cigarette afterwards, of course, because you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's able to light the cigarette with his with his eye beam. Yeah. Okay, and so let's talk about really really quickly. I want to talk about um, yeah. Clark's heat vision and like how yeah. they decided to like portray it in the show because yeah. so yeah. every Superman show comic, every media of Superman that I've ever seen and they carry it over like we yeah. talked about like Homelander as a joke, but it, even in the boys, yeah. heat vision yeah. is all like is a beam. It's a beam, right? It's a laser beam. So I find it like it throws me off a little bit that they used it as like how heat would actually like how real heat vision would work yeah. because it's just intense heat, right? Which ripples the air because of how hot it is. Right. So that's like right. the choice that they went with to depict how his heat vision works, which initially I'm kind of like, okay, this is so freaking stupid. Like really? But then when you think about it, you're like, oh, this is probably actually how it would happen in real life. Like <laughs> heat vision would be that yeah. laser eyes is totally different from heat vision. So like, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah. I just I initially I didn't care for it, but the more I watched the episode, the more I was like, okay, yeah, no, I guess they're taking like a much more realistic approach. So yeah, it's. I mean, that's the thing is like I'm sure that there are people who have like even edited scenes from Smallville to just have eye laser instead of yeah the way heat vision actually exists, and it probably looks visually good now but i think maybe it was probably a visual like a like a special effects decision too yeah oh yeah absolutely absolutely Um, and also maybe it was like maybe early on they were like well his heat vision isn't as powerful as it will be once he is superman maybe and like yeah and again i haven't seen past season four so i I don't know how his powers are going to continue to evolve so like it, right yeah so. yeah so we'll see but like yeah i just thought it was a very interesting take because that's the only depiction of superman with that kind of heat vision that I, that i have seen that i can recall i love i love how they uh is as sort of part of like montage to show how he has uh gained control of his power they just show him making popcorn <laughs> And then, and then, and then, as he's discussing about how he um, he can now turn it on and off without having to think about, and then he like says oh, sex, and then it pops, <laughs> the popcorn pops. 
It's so good. Uh, it's so corny. I love. I loved this episode. It was just something I could laugh at. It was just so funny. Oh my gosh. And then like the uh, like like the the cancer like. Okay, I think we're gonna go for dinner or something. Like they're they're out or something. And Clark is in the loft and he's lit a bunch of candles. Uh, presumably, he must have known that uh, Mrs. Luther was gonna show oh up. Oh my god, hot teacher uh, coming to, over. Uh, and she decides that she wants to explore their student-teacher relations, <laughs> which, like, that is very frowned upon. Uh, except for in very specific search terms yes. on Pornhub. <laughs> Only Emmanuel in space is allowed to explore that student teacher uh, relationship. She's really, she's, she's really, uh, she's really uh, working with that. She's like, oh, I'm just bringing that Emmanuel energy. Absolutely. So it's basically a dear penthouse letter that's trying to get like started in uh, in the barn. But like, honestly, like he's got a bajillion candles lit all over the place. So like. When I first saw this scene, I was like, oh, he's going to ask Lana to come over. And then, like, they're co- totally going to, like, you know, get it on without his heat vision. He's going to experiment to see how far he can go without his heat vision, like, killing her, essentially. And, like, <laughs> no, he's he just decided to get, like, 5,000 candles and just, like, try to ignite them all on, again, the hottest freaking heat wave they've had. So let's just add more heat. And put the candles all over the barn in this very romantic setting. And then, yeah, cue freaking sex vixen hot teacher coming in with her pouty lips. Yeah, and then she tries to use her powers, but it fails. Yes, yeah. Uh, and she, then she panics and is just like, uh, uh, you can't say anything to Lex. Like, I can't, I, we can't have this. Um, and he's just like, uh, I don't know... Like, he's sort of speechless, and she just gets the hell out of there. Yeah. Well, um, because now, the, to me, yeah. like, now he knows, like, something's wrong. Like, something's up, right? Because, like, yeah. you know, he Clark ain't no fool. Like, he understands that she's, you know, using sex to, to manipulate, obviously. She, he's, yeah. he's on to her now, essentially, so. Yeah. At least at least the, some suspicion has been raised to the point where he has Chloe look into things. Yes. At the, at the torch, and they find out that she's got a she's running an alias yeah yeah and uh and then clark tries to tell chloe about what happened and she 100 percent does not believe him of course yeah of course (laughs) so let's let's just pause this for a second because this is like before even like the me too movement and all that kind of stuff and so yeah if if you were to like bring that episode and fast forward it like into days culture and and like how society has kind of like evolved since then like that would be like such a hot button like issue so that that episode would totally take a different route of basically being like how clark kent handles being like sexually assaulted by his teacher like (laughs) yes yes yeah but this was 2002 so they're just like oh wasn't that cool yeah exactly yeah teacher pretty sweet yeah teacher hit on you like oh man way to go buddy and again you know freaking chloe with her stupid jealousy and her stupid passive aggressiveness. And she's like, Oh yeah, whatever Clark, like, you know, fuck whatever. And then, you know, in the next scene, is it Chloe and Lana together? No, this uh, it is. Uh, Cause Clark's like, I got to go talk to Lex because oh, right. this is the only way we're going to be able to resolve yes. this. And so he goes and it's where Lex is playing around the pool table. And he's like, yeah, his lines are so good. Like he, the way he's talking about how Clark, he became friends with Clark and that he used to think that friendship was a, was a luxury he couldn't afford. Yeah. And Clark's like, I'm glad you feel like you can trust me. He's like, yeah, I did. Right up until I found out you're trying to ball my wife. <laughs> I know. It was such a good confrontational scene. It was just so perfect. Like, again, with, with the cheesiness of how blind Lex is and, you know. Yeah. Clark trying to be in it the It serves right. to like, well, he, he does something, at least he, Clark attempts, like he gives him the proof that she isn't who she, even who she says she is. Yeah. But when he confronts her about it, she's like, well, does it really matter what my name is? Because I changed it to Luther yesterday. That's the stupidest argument ever. And, he, <laughs> and he's like, oh, it makes sense, babe. <laughs> 
just absolutely ridiculous. Like, but again, like you chalk it up to the fact that like the ridiculousness is allowable because he's under the influence of like her pheromones or, you know, whatever her superpower. So, but it is, it's the stupidest like response. It, it's like, the ultimate gaslighting. That- the gaslighting continues even in his marriage. Yes. <laughs> he is gaslit. Yes. Yeah. Um, the next scene is what you were talking about, the girl talk at the talent. Yeah, so Chloe, again, like, trying to be like, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally over it, blah, 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 blah. And then her and Chloe have, a, or her, her and Lana have a whole conversation about, like, how, oh, I thought I was over it, but I'm not over it, and, you know, whatever. And, like, again, like, just, I've never seen a more dead horse than this romance between Chloe and Clark, and yet... She continues to beat it. Like, she just continues to beat it. Yeah. Not in a sexy yeah. way. Not in a heat way. She just, just, no, just... <laughs> no. And then, uh, like, while they're trying to resolve this, kind of, they're having this talk, like, Lex kind of kicks the door in <laughs> and is just like, uh, hey, get the fuck out because <laughs> I'm invoking, I'm invoking my claws. And, like, you really get the sense that it has almost nothing to do with Lana herself. It has to, to do with the fact that Lana is Clark's friend and that Lex is burning that bridge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because, you know, wasn't it when uh, Lex confronted Desiree about her name change and whatnot, and then she's like, it's us against the world, Lex. Like, let's cut all ties yeah. with this janky little town and, and whatnot. So, like, yeah, so now he's just going to, yeah. like, freaking ruin all the progress he's made in Smallville, which I guess he must own, like, half of. <laughs> like, I have no idea, yeah. but... Yeah, so he comes in and just tells Lana, like you say, like, get the fuck out. It's my coffee shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, in season one, we learned that uh, that Luther Corp basically owns the Smallville uh, bank. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, so he, like... Lionel owns basically all the mortgages of all these people in the town. Yeah. And so he's just like, at any time, I could just foreclose on all of them. Yeah. <laughs> the second they miss a payment. It's the next day where, yeah, it's it's at school. I think it's obviously the next day where, like, Clark and and Lana talk about how what Lex did mm-hmm. at the Talon. And then Clark sees uh, Desiree and, like, they go and have, like, a whisper fight about, like how she's not going to get away with this and that he's she's like oh i very much will yeah of course (laughs) all she i mean really in the grand scheme of things all desiree was wanting was some freaking super dick that's all she needed and then maybe none of this would have ever happened if clark would have just allowed the sexual assault to have happened maybe this episode would have had like totally unfolded differently the credits would have just rolled at the end of that scene and it would have just cut to like a train going into a tunnel (laughs) And, like, an oil derrick pumping and then credits. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, so, Desiree, there's just a quick scene. I, and Again, like, we have, like, all these time jumps. Like, it's nighttime and she's blowing up her car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, while, so, we're at home now and Clark is once again filling in his parents way too late about a thing that happened. Like, he's telling, like, Martha is rip shit. Oh, yeah. About hearing hearing about her son being sexually assaulted, as any mother would be. Um, but then Sheriff Ethan shows up and is like, yeah, you've been involved in one too many fires. Uh, you're under arrest. I love that the sheriff, like, he didn't even come in to be like, where were you, like, five minutes ago <laughs> when this fire happened? Because yeah. I'm assuming it's all happening yeah. on the same night, right? So, yeah. like, what sheriff, like, what law enforcement officer, you know, back in the day, maybe, you know, it's a bit more believable now, but what kind of law enforcement yeah. officer would just come in and just arrest somebody without asking any questions? Like, where were you, like, an hour ago? Because legit, he was, like, I'm assuming at home with his parents, and his parents can vouch for him. Like, but nope. Like, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, in an, in an like, it's very implausible, especially in an era where a guy can cross state lines uh, with assault weapons yeah. uh, and kill a bunch of people and get away with it. Yep. Yep, exactly. Um, yeah. So uh, it's pretty implausible that he would just be arrested, but he's taken in just as a person of interest because of just being involved with all these fires, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but... Uh, and then, and, uh, you know, go, go yeah. like, just revisiting again about how Martha goes all, like, you know, 
protective mama bear. So, like, yeah. yeah. So she hears this about Desiree, and then isn't it like it's next scene with Lex in the in the talon all by himself, and she's basically like, yeah. "Friggin' snap out of it, you idiot! Like, what are you doing here? You've known her for a week, you dumb dumb!" Like, she goes like yeah, crazy she- mama bear on him. And he he tried like well I gotta trust my wife and she's like any relationship is built on like that trust but there has to be room to disagree just like she disagreed with Daddy Kent about Lex but maybe she she was wrong and then as she's walking away you kind of get a very s- slight glimmer that like it kind of got through to him a little yeah yeah well and and we know that um because from previous scenes where Desiree wants to get her way with something she's like oh you know what I haven't kissed you in a little while and so like obviously her her pheromone will wear off like the longer someone is away from her so she needs to continue you know administering her freaking little sexy breath to get what she wants Mm -hmm. so so yeah so he's been away from her for a certain amount of time you know and cue sensible Martha coming in and telling him to snap the f out of it and yeah you're right he's starting to be like oh well Maybe this isn't such a good idea. And speaking of uh, Desiree getting what she wants, <laughs> the next scene is that pool scene where she's just... Where she's topless. Just like I didn't... Topless. <laughs> I didn't know, like, initially, because you just see her swimming. So I don't... Like, I don't think I caught, like, the glimmer of, like, nothing on her back. And then... Yeah. Daddy Kent walks in... And, you know, she she gets out of the pool and he like averts his eyes. So initially I was like, okay, like she's in a swimsuit. This is a little bit too chivalrous. But then like you can obviously tell by the way that they, you know, shoot. They shoot it. Yeah. She's definitely got no top on. And like, yeah, he's like, could you just please like cover up? Like, oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) And the fact that he's like able to just like just look away and just be like. Well, yeah, because Daddy Kent is faithful. Let's let's be honest here. That's he a is, he's a faithful man. He's a strong daddy. That he is a strong daddy. <laughs> but <laughs> but like as she as she's he's starting he starts to walk away, and she like comes up and like kind of like spins him around and like gets like up in his face and breathes on him just enough to like yeah. get him under her spell and. He, it's so funny because there's like a, it's a really funny acting choice by him where she's like, I need you to do something for me. And it's just like still the camera's still on her and you just see him shake his head like, oh, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 And don't they kiss? No, I think she. Oh, yeah. She like plants a very pe- tiny peck on him right before the camera yeah. switches to the next scene. Yeah. Which again, like, yeah. again, I find is like. A funny choice, considering the episode is all about, like, heat and sex and awkward teen jokes and stuff. So I was like, you've got to have at least, like, one super, like, mm, like, kiss. And who better to do it with than Daddy Kent? But that's just my opinion, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we are, we're, we're back in the, in the jail where uh, uh, Chloe is doing her, like, kind of what her character does, just tells how Desiree got her powers, like she was uh, making out with a dude in a car when the meteors hit. (laughs) I think they were doing more than making out. And then, you know, supposedly, supposedly a meteor shot itself up into her vagina. And and now she's got got these pheromone powers. (laughs) Wait, she, she, or, or she got really into like Gwyneth Paltrow and like started shoving kryptonite up her coochie. (laughs) Pretty much. Is that what's? Is that a thing? Yeah. That, well, that's know. why it's called Goop Magazine. So you know, it's the Goop. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Don't say Goop. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, um, yeah. So you're right. Yeah. So Chloe, I will give her just this tiny bit of credit. Okay. She is, even mm. though she's a whiny little bitch, she is like the only one that seems to be like knowing what's going on and together putting things together yeah she's like the cisco of the group you know what i mean if we were to like compare other cw shows she's definitely like the cisco of the group in that sense um yeah where she pieces it all together and like oh yeah it totally makes sense and blah 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 but then again 
again, fucking Chloe just ruins it. Like initially I was like, oh, redeemable. Now she's like actually like thinking about other things other than her stupid little mm. like jaded heart. And then she's like, lucky for us, Clark Kent is immune to some of the opposite sex. Like, and like even Lana, it cuts to Lana and she's like, damn, Chloe, like Jesus Christ, get <laughs> over it already. <laughs> like frick. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> and then, uh, like, right after that, the uh, sheriff kicks the girls out of there. And then Clark is like, how do I get out of here? I know. I'll start another fire. <laughs> yeah, I love and, it. And, like, it, the second the second Ethan lets him out and then turns toward the fire, Clark is just like, pew, yeah. oh, he's out gone. of there. That's right. Yeah, he's got, well, he's got superheroing to do. So he's got to go save the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so he leaves. And then... Now we're back in what Lex's mansion. Yeah, yeah. Where like now, now Lex has like almost like it's so funny these 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 props of like the um, first it was the prenup and now it's like last will and and it's yeah printed yeah. on like on like it's like the same font but it's like a weird font that you would use for something like this. It's like Comic Sans. <laughs> <It's a> very... <laughs> Comic Sans, comic. Oh my God, that's gonna be the title of the episode. Is Comic Sans will last will and testament. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Yeah, so no, he comes up and he's like basically <sighs> onto her tricks. He's like, oh, I get it. Like you're just like a total bitch. You're after my money, whatever. And she's uh, pretty much like admitted it at this point and has given him the cold shoulder. Yeah, so it's like it's it's he almost laughs because he's like, "What are you gonna do? Kill me?" <laughs> and she's like, "Well, as a matter of fact," and she like, and, uh, yeah, she walks to the door, drink in hand, like a true, like soap opera e Bondy villain, and she's yeah, basically is like, "Well, as a matter of fact, he's gonna do it," and like opens the door. In comes Daddy Kent with a huge ass gun, like just ready to friggin' murder Lex. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so now Lex is, like, trying to talk him down and all this kind of stuff. But, of course, like, you know, I, I feel like Daddy Kent was probably a little more easier to kind of sway in that way because he already, with his distaste for Lex, like, yeah. you know, he's he, I, I would assume he's probably trying to fight it a bit just for the fact of obviously, like, killing someone is morally wrong. But, like... Right. Probably deep inside, he's probably like, this is probably for the best. Let's just let this happen. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, so he first, like, Lex is kind of, like, trying to talk him down and goes to reach for the phone and, like, <laughs> like bullseyes the phone off a glass table without <laughs> breaking the glass table. <laughs> and what exactly was Lex planning to do with his rotary phone? Like, dial 911? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, shh. <laughs> If we could just pause the killing scenario for five minutes, please. I got to make a call really quick. <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, yes. Operator, can you get me uh, um, 911? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is pretty ridiculous. And you're right. He like shoots a freaking the phone into smithereens. But the glass table, totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. And most of the time when we're in a scene with Lex Luthor and he is in any proximity to a glass table... He's going through that fucking table. Yes. Like, this is something that happened in season one, I think, six times. <laughs> he went through, like, at least six. And he doesn't go through this friggin' table. Yeah. I think uh, Elon said he Elon Musk needs to find out what kind of glass that's made of and put it in a Cybertruck. Then maybe it won't shatter with bullets. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, somebody can't just throw a rock at it and smash it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, yeah, so... Clark, but so, uh, and then, uh, like, Jonathan goes to shoot the second bullet, and Clark shows up just in time to basically turn the bullet, like, basically melts the bullet in out of midair. Yes, yeah. Which, I mean, to me, I don't, okay, now, I don't science very well, okay? I'm not really great with science, yeah. but you still have the velocity of the bullet, so would liquid hot freaking magma not just, like, <laughs> magma splatter all over the wall <laughs> like. you'd you'd think i mean it's almost like the way it's showing it is that at the point of where the heat vision is yeah the the magma <laughs> is being basically dissipated 
okay. So okay. So it all dissolves but, basically. But honestly, that would have been way better if it, like if he had melted the bullet and just created like basically buckshot and it would have just splattered Lex. <laughs> well, especially because again, we're going with sexual undertones for the entirety of this show. So you know, it's like, oh god, it's in my eyes, like. <laughs> just hot 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 liquid hot shot <laughs> hot shot all over him oh, oh shit so yeah so then lex freaking dives down onto the floor and then clark essentially disarms his dad by knocking knocking him like the fuck out completely and then you have freaking desiree who's had enough of the bullshit and is like i'm just gonna smash a bottle against Lex and just set him on fire myself. <laughs> she gets a barbecue lighter because that's just like chilling out on the bar and just like sets Lex on fire. Like, <laughs> and ob- yeah. obviously Lex has like never been to a single fire safety class in his entire life because instead of like yeah. stop, drop and roll, he's like standing up and he's trying to get his shirt off and he's forgotten how buttons work and he's like, oh my God, Clark, save me. Yeah, and so like Clark is like looking around and Desiree is running for the door and he uses heat vision so that when she grabs it, she gets like Harry from Home Alone. Oh yeah, absolutely. She's like, <laughs> ah, my hand. <laughs> but literally like that, that second where she grabs the door handle and screams is literally the last time we see her in the episode. Yeah, we don't. Point. We don't ever actually see, like, what happens to her. So so this brings up my other question. Like, how, like, was she just arrested under the assumption that she was just, like, a normal person? Because, when again, like, let's compare it really quickly to, like, current CW shows where they understand that they're metas and they have to have, like, you know, infrastructure in place, essentially, for putting them away. So... Like, did they muzzle the bitch, like, after she got arrested? Like, or did they just kind of, like, put her in handcuffs and, like, just by sheer luck, she didn't have a chance to manipulate anybody? Like, it's... it's I don't... I don't feel like... I feel like it isn't stated outright. And so my assumption is, basically, she got arrested and then as soon as the cops got her like out of the car she just breathed on one of them and got away i assume so like that has to be what happened right even though and and that's and that's like the end of it they're not like oh we have to pursue this like (laughs) manipulative like metahuman it's like ah whatever let her go it's fine (laughs) but also i like the image of her being on like a dolly like hannibal lecter yeah (laughs) That would see that would be perfect, and and again, the I gas wi- mask on. I wish that they did incorporate that somehow into the show. How like they're starting to understand that there are people with powers out there, and now they have to somehow, you know, figure out a way to detain the bad ones. And you know, it, it never gets to that point because again, we're small town Kansas, but still. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking of like a deleted scene where she's just like in her cell, being like, "Please take off my mask so I can eat." <laughs> <laughs> the Hannibal Lecter little uh, Some beans and a nice Chianti. <laughs> God. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So, we never hear about her again. Um, yeah. And then, what, what do we, where do we go after that? It's like, I, is it last? So, we're at the farm. We're back at the, well, so Clark puts Lex out. Like, he saves him, obviously. Right. Um, but uh, at the farm, it is... Uh, like Martha's taking muffins out of the oven and Clark just grabs one of the trays. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and puts it on the table. And then they're kind of just talking about like, they, they are sort of just like making, making sure that Clark, like they're closing that circle on. He escaped from jail basically. And like, they do a little scene where they're like, oh yeah, everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> based all, on the circumstances. All charges dropped. We all understand it was Desiree. We don't know how it was Desiree and we don't know what happened to her, but we know that, you know, yeah. it's enough to put everything to bed, of course, and wrap it, the episode up nice. Yeah. And, and, and Jonathan, I think, I wonder, I don't know if he remembers anything he did, but I wonder if this like, I'm taking you out for dinner, Martha is because he, remembers uh at least everything up to when Desiree uh planted a kiss on him but he maybe it's some 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 guilt is there I mean maybe uh, he definitely if he can remember everything that happened like 
Daddy Kent strikes me as the kind of person who's like super logical and like very much like, I know I didn't like, I didn't do that with any intention of actually doing it. I was coerced. I was forced, blah, 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 blah. I could bet you like dimes to donuts because their relationship is like so healthy and strong that he probably went home, told Martha what happened. And Martha being a super smart, intelligent, you know, in tune with her emotions kind of woman is like, well, it wasn't your fault, like, because, like, you know, she, yeah. you know, tr- kissed you and, you know, you got you under. powers on you. Exactly, right? But, I mean, I'm sure the dinner, it's probably because there's just some residual buildup energy. So, like, he's he'll probably be uh. eating out later. That's all I'm going to say about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Shellfish. <Yeah. laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, so then, so, so they go out for dinner. And so, of course, leaving Clark alone in the house again. And he's in the, what, in the barn? Or the does he so, the- did you catch this? He goes to the loft, and do you catch what he is reading in his little hammock? No, what's he reading? He He's reading B- Ray Bradbury's Fahrenheit 451. Fair, okay, what's that? Hang on. I'm so missing something. It is, yeah, it's it's basically just a, another reference to, to heat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Novel by Ray Bradbury. It's, it's, it's fitting. Okay, well, now I gotta, I gotta see. So Fahrenheit 451, dystopian novel. Written in 1953, where books are outlawed and firemen burn any that are found. Oh, geez. I'm sure that book is banned by now in the States, the way the States is going <laughs> at this moment. Uh, <laughs> okay, anyway. Or it's just so, like, yeah. So he's or, or, or it's the current, or it is the current uh, idea of how things should go. Because they're like, oh, dystopia. We, we like the idea of that. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a good time. So yeah, anyway, yeah, you, you were saying. Yeah, so there, now that we cut to the Talon, and... Lex has bought Lana this Italian espresso machine where it's very funny because she's like, oh, I don't know how to operate it. But do you notice how it's legit the exact same espresso machine as like yeah. beforehand? <laughs> so I don't know what's it's different. Basically... I don't know what's different about this one, but <laughs> she can't operate it apparently. So that's the running joke that she like doesn't, you know, whatever. Um Yeah. And but she was like, right, right before Clark came in, she was trying to get her fucking video made, and like he shows up and she's like, ah, oh, gotta turn it off again, like yeah, yeah. Uh, but she drops that line while they're talking about uh, how any relationship w- built on secrets and lies is doomed to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, I know. So it's it's again a, a trope that I really am glad that in. in current media they've like dropped because now you have all these superhero shows where it's happening much sooner that they're letting people in on like what's happening because it, yeah. it it gets so stale like constantly you know having t- someone in a in a superhero's life where they don't know what like they don't know the secrets and this and that and the other thing so it's it, it gets yeah. tiresome very very quickly so it's you know, Lana's obviously like trying to push it to be like, I know you're hiding something, so you should probably just freaking come clean. Um, and I can't remember when or if it happens, but yeah, essentially it just it kind of like ends on that. Is that like you know, doomed to fail relationships built on secrets, like you said? Yeah. In it's interesting because of uh, like eventually Lana obviously in this series does find out that Clark has powers okay. he eventually does tell her mm-hmm. um uh, which is in the current cw uh version of superman lana didn't find out that clark was superman until season two of superman and lois oh, so okay. they went through their entire high school years mm-hmm. and then him going away and becoming superman and then coming back to smallville and then them reconnecting for like a year before she finds out. And it was just, he just decides to tell her eventually. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It was kind of a cool scene. Oh yeah. And, and again, it's like, it's, it's taking, you know, those old formulas and just realizing that like, yeah, superheroes can't do it alone. They need, they need to have peeps. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it for like, like I say, it just gets old fast, constantly trying to hide a superpower and your friends catching on and all this kind of crap. So yeah. So that's the episode. Was definitely that uh, is well basically so there's like right at the very end when Clark decides to leave like at kind of right as he's beginning to leave a song starts playing in the background little Avril and I'm fair I'm fairly sure yeah it was Avril Lavigne 
and she starts to record again and she's like and she kind of cuts off though because she's her last lines are and the truth is and then it just cuts yeah yeah so i mean i guess it kind of gives that cliffhanger of like is she actually gonna like break up with whitney or is she just gonna not like get the balls to to do so but i mean he's been gone for like three months like that's pretty long for like long distance especially when you're in high school okay and again so how how old is whitney in this because how can he just be like joining the army like in the 10th grade so so no he was a it was kind of like that dynamic that i'm sure you you know about from when we were in high school ourselves like all of like the grade 10 girls were dating dudes that were oh, either in grade yeah. 12 or actually a lot more commonly like already out of school that's true okay yeah you're right you're which right, was you're creepy right. yes. but um the uh the thing so he was i think he was a senior right and so ostensibly he was graduating from high school and then going straight into the military okay all right that makes more sense that Um, makes more sense and a lot of it had to do with the fact that his dad was sick uh and then his dad was also in the army himself or in the marines um and so he he did that for that reason but like it's yeah like you said like it is all for lana to be in that kind of a relationship at her age even given the implausibility of this show where she also is an 11th grader who runs a coffee shop. Yeah. Like is literally the co-owner of a coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's, yeah. there's so much about the show that's it, it. It's so out, out to space. Like it's just so out there. Um, yeah. So, I mean, cause Superman, like in in other media and comics and stuff, you don't really get a lot about like his life in Smallville. So obviously they don't have a lot to go on to like make these connections. Um, yeah. But I mean, I guess kudos to the writers because they definitely made like super impossible situations seem just like normal everyday happenings in the town of Smallville. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean. So I guess just to uh, to wrap things up a little bit, uh, we have our rating system, and oof, uh, <laughs> how many out of, how many uh, how many slippery nipples out of out of five are we given this one? <laughs> uh, so, like I said, I think earlier, um, despite it being one of those episodes where Clark gets a new power and that's pretty exciting. The episode itself is kind of corny and cheesy and like not necessarily good, but like there's some funny moments in it. And so I think that kind of elevates it a bit. And so I'm going to give it uh, an even numbered of nipples uh, and that will be four. Oh, okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much like right there with you. Like, the episode itself, like, is it corny? Absolutely. Is it super cheesy? Yes. Now, did they do it because it's legit, like, supposed to be focusing on high school students? I mean, that definitely could play a factor in it. Like, high school is awkward. Relationships in high school are awkward. So let's make the whole episode awkward. Um, I'm also going to give it four slippery nipples out of five. Um, just because, yeah, Clark gets a new power. I like the way that they try to depict it it's a different take um kind of works and like yeah you get you get hot for teacher in there and so ridiculous and uh all in all i think it's a pretty decent episode yeah and man uh so i don't know if we want to i guess just to do a little bit of admin, because something that happened last week was we hit a natural point, I think, where we needed to, to say the sign-off, but Sorry. we didn't do any of our end-of-show stuff, which was, all I wanted to do is, if you're hearing this and you like the show, just give it a review or rating. Um, every podcast tells you to do this, and so I'm also going to tell you that it will kind of help people find it, and uh, and the more people that listen to this uh the better uh brain chemicals we will get from it absolutely um, and uh you can uh follow us on twitter at save us pod and you can leave uh a voice message on anchor for us and you can talk about how you felt about this episode 
or if you have any specific questions for the show or comments about the show, and we will listen to them. And depending on the episode, we might, uh, if it's relevant to the upcoming episode, um, or even if it's not, we'll play something at the start of the show uh, to, you know, let you guys have your voice heard on the show. Absolutely. We want to know how many slippery yeah. nipples out of five you're given this episode as well. <laughs> yes. We must know. Yes. <laughs> you can also uh, follow, follow us um, individually if you are looking to follow each of us, uh, you know, each host along with the podcast show. So you can you can follow me on Twitter and that's at GamerMomCA. And uh, Paul, I don't know if you want to and, give out yours. Uh, I guess, um, you know what, honestly, I actually... I always forget what my Twitter handle even is. Oh, I have it here. Um, so you can follow Paul. I'm just going to force it now. You can follow Paul at uh, Ozluop, spelled O-Z-L-U-A-P, yeah. uh, on Twitter as well. And, uh, you know, t- just... You t- can. T- <laughs> you can do that. If, I don't recommend it. If you could actually flood his Twitter feed with mentions of slippery nipples over the next, you know, 24 hours, that would just be golden. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You've really done it this time. I have. I do what I can. Okay. Oh, also, so next week, do, I guess because I have the description here, mm-hmm. I can uh, I can just tell, tell you what we're doing next week. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, so next week on Smallville, duplicity. Clark tells Pete about his extraterrestrial powers after Pete finds Clark's spaceship and insists on hiding it in a shed in his own yard. But the craft is soon stolen by a scientist. Meanwhile, Lionel Luther claims he wants to spend more time with Lex, and Lana is suspicious of her aunt's new boyfriend. I'm excited. That's what's happening next time. It's gonna be great. okay. So sorry. Uh, fast forward through that or rewind that a little bit. Um, Pete yeah. f- gets to find out now. We're we're letting a friend yeah. in on the yes. Yeah. Okay, awesome. So I Good. remember there were episodes last season where I was thinking, okay, this is gonna be the one where Pete finds out. Okay, this is gonna be the one where Pete finds out, and it's not. And we finally are getting that next week. Awesome. All right, I'm so excited. So that's I'm cool. here for it. I yeah. love it. Yeah. Oh boy. Somebody save us.